crap. They're evil. Set signs of evil. Alex cannot act ever, so. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Proper baby, buggy poppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna. Welcome to the show. Yay. 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 Thanks, that's, guys. That's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Round table show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big 2, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSA. And welcome to tonight's premiere edition of the Roundtable Show. This is our first episode of 2017. I'm Zod Ryder, and we have the Jackal and Johnny Alpha. We have a Woo-hoo! pyramid table today. Yeah, well, we keep, we keep bringing in new faces, but they 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 bail, man. They just don't want to show up or something i don't know what's going on with some of these kids but we are looking for fresh blood out there so anybody who's interested i guess like try to drop us a line if you're listening but i like the yeah. three of us uh when we get together and talk movies and, and comic books and stuff and you know what we are the three amigos of the round table Absolutely. The ones that everybody can count on at least to be on once a year. Guys, this is the first episode <laughs> of the year. <laughs> How many did we do last year? I think we already got it beat by one. Like six episodes. <laughs> yeah, so after tonight, I'll see you guys back here in Christmas. <laughs> right before yeah, I episode think, I think... comes out, we'll, we'll get together well, we after. We kind of did an unofficial sh- episode um, at the end of last year. Remember when um, J- um, Zod had the Jama- um, the Rastafarian guy on, the three of us at the end of the show, we kind of had an unofficial round Yeah, but that was show. like on the Zod Ryder show. That wasn't on the roundtable show. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, it was kind of an impromptu version of it, kind of a side, yeah. you, know, you know. And Zod was sick and you had a swollen tongue, so <laughs> it was a really funny, awkward show anyways. Mm-hmm. Ladies, <laughs> holler at me if you want to know why I had that swollen tongue, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> I'm a comedy linguist. What can I say? You know. Yeah, how you so, holding up? Yeah. How you holding up, Jackal? You fully recovered from that, or is that still? Uh, it's still lingering. <laughs> still there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know your voice isn't your voice isn't back in full 100 percent yet, but no, no, no. I'm still kind of slurring some words because the tongue is not 100 percent. The thing is, I have to have uh, some uh, major oral surgery. And um, for me to get it done, it's going to cost a lot of money. And right now, I'm saving up that money to pay for it because, uh, well, Obama didn't care about me with Obamacare. Let's just put it that way. Oh, no politics, <laughs> man! I don't even want to open that can. Not on this show, man. We'll, we'll go. We'll do a inside the jackal's head where the three of us. No, no, no I'm not even trying to get into politics. politics. I'm just saying that you know, like because of Obamacare, you know, I can't afford health care, so I got to pay for all this stuff out of pocket now. So. Yeah, I got a bad cavity, and I blame it on Tom Holland's Spider-Man. How about that? that that's who I'm that's going to go ahead and blame. man. He's British. What does he got to do with anything? <laughs> I don't know. You remember that really old movie Star Wars with the walkie thing that fell down? And fucking kid's awful. That's all. Like that, that's so I can blame him for anything I want to. He, he's ruining the MCU. Wow. Not really, but 
I really don't not, think so. <laughs> well, you know, you know that, I, I will say that that last, not even uh, close. Marvel, that last MCU movie that came out that that was Doctor Strange that we never got a chance to talk to uh, uh, t- talk, talk about. Talk, pretty, talk about yeah, pretty good show, pretty good movie actually. That was an yeah, excellent I, movie. I was, yeah, I was really surprised because the trailers for that kind of fucking sucked. But I mean, the, the movie itself was <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, from the opening scene through the whole thing and i like how they kind of ran through his origin and they didn't linger on it i i really appreciated that aspect of the film too yeah you got the you got to know him you got the you got the basic info but it wasn't like batman begins you know what i mean you kind of just it was abridged you cut through it it wasn't batman begins but it did it did feel like a nolan movie for a little bit though uh, especially some of the scenes uh, looked a little bit like inception you know but uh, like the the overall tone look kind of the gritty texture of the actual film itself looked kind of Nolan-ish. When he showed yeah. up in, uh, when he showed up there to learn magic, he looked just like Christian Bale in Batman Begins too. So there was more than just a few right, yeah. things that were Nolan-esque in the film, which I find funny, and I love to poke at my DCEU fans that like, haha, Marvel can rip off Nolan better than Zack Snyder can. But how do you like that, bitch? It's totally true. They, they did Inception and Batman Begins. One movie, and they did it perfectly without having to completely cram Nolanization into every aspect of it, like crappy Snyder tries to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crap Snyder. And that kind of leads into like one of the big stories that we have, man. Ben Affleck walks Woo-hoo! away directing the Batman. But, sadly, we can't rejoice at, as the DCU falling apart as they were able to, and smart enough to get Matt Reeves in as a replacement director, which... I, I can't help but be excited for it. I love his Apes movies, so I, I think that this Batman movie I might actually still have some feet. Um, <laughs> well, more than that, I think actually this is a brilliant uh, decision by Warner Brothers to get Matt Reeves. He's an excellent director. And uh, honestly, look, Ben Affleck, who had his hands full with this project to begin with, to play Batman and direct the movie, and write the movie. That's insane for any actor, anybody. Uh, his last couple of movies have flopped at the box office. You know, he's under a lot of pressure. You can tell, like, the guy is having a hard time dealing with this whole thing. So when he stepped down, we all kind of, like, rejoiced. We're like, wait a second. It might all fall apart and crumble. But then they went and got the perfect Band-Aid to kind of patch this thing together. And the one thing that really got me kind of excited a little bit to hear that not, not only that Matt Reeves has taken over, but they're going to rework the entire script and kind of go from from beginning and you know scrap the entire thing and start from scratch. That actually I felt was proper to do because to be honest, if they're going to continue on with the kind of writing that's led them to this uh, point so far, I wasn't excited you know at all because the last couple of uh, movies have been horrible. So to have somebody come in with a fresher take and kind of like gear the story a different you know direction and give, you know, a whole new life to the script, I think is a brilliant move. Well, one of the really funny things I thought is in the interim between these two events, there was actually a fan petition to try to get Zack Snyder in to direct the Batman. God, that's so stupid. I don't think, see, but I don't, that's the thing. I don't think Zack Snyder would touch it. I don't even think Zack Snyder would want to direct it at this point. Oh, we'd get the the bat rape in jail scene finally that he's always wanted to do. That is true. That's why I don't think Warner Brothers would, would give him the uh, the movie. You know what? <laughs> no, this I don't is, think he'd do it anyway, though. Well, it's mean, funny he's... though because I think this is kind of leading Warner Brothers to try to like uh, entertain J.J. Uh, Abrams to come over, maybe do the Superman movie because Matt Reeves and J.J. Abrams are good buddies. So like 
you could get Matt Reeves in there, you know, that might, you know, entice uh, JJ to come over and play in the Superman. That's, one that's, that's really great news, Superman. though, because Matt Reeves is a is a good director. So he is, mm. yeah, he is. They finally got a good director involved. Finally, <laughs> David Ayer is a terrific director too, and Suicide Squad has its faults, but I find it a fun film. But yeah, it but definitely ain't David yeah. Ayer style. That's for sure, man. I mean, you watch like. Street Kings or even movies that he wrote like Training Day and then you would look at Suicide Squad and you're like, it's the same guy? You know, like even I even I am a fan of the film, feel that way when I watch it. And I'm just like, this yeah. is David Ayer. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's David Ayer. I don't blame David Ayer for what happened with Suicide Squad as much as I blame the network, uh, the studio, the script writers. Uh, those are the, I think, the, where that movie really fell apart. I blame him in the sense because he is the general overviewer of the whole thing as the director, and he's the one that has to, like, have final say in some of the things. And, uh, the, you know, but the studio did come in, and they did a little bit of a hack job, supposedly, and uh, did some reshoots and some craziness of that film. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, even he came out saying that, yeah, he kind of fucked up, and he wished that uh, things would have been a little bit different, that he would have gone with the, the Joker's uh, as the main uh, focal point, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different things that he would have done, which I think would have been a much yeah, better he, idea. But but he's at least smart enough to say these things low key right. and not offensive. So he didn't totally Josh Trank himself out of a job. He right. he says it like, oh, the the, the, the version that's released in the theater. Well, after the, the theater, fact too. That, I mean, that he, was my cut and stuff. I thought the, I thought he handled it like a man. Same thing with Affleck. The way he stepped down from this, I think he saw how crap his little gangster movie was, and I think that I, I got a little extra respect for him. Seeing that, like, hey, maybe I'm not being so good anymore, so maybe maybe I should not be trying to make this Batman film at this time with a failing um, film franchise at the moment. But, yeah, David Ayer is a trooper for what he did. And well, number that I don't Trank, know. I, did, I, Trank, when Trank talked shit about his own movie, it was right before the movie came out, and then right during the movie. And then, you know, it, like, he didn't really wait. He just completely shitted on himself from the very beginning. And, uh, you know, that, that's what Josh Trank Yeah, that's what Josh Trank did. What David Ayer did here, he waited months and months and months later and then said something. Well, know, and it's still low-key. Right. Yeah, he... he he admitted a few things, but it's it's kind of like the same type of stuff that like um J.J. Abrams said about Into Darkness. He doesn't shit on the film. He just like, oh, maybe I rushed some things and I could have did it better, but I this is still a good film that I like that I right. did, even if it is lauded or hated. Well, at and, the end of the day, at the end of the day, no movie's perfect. He no, 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 no movie's perfect at the end of the day, and, and not everybody's going to be 100% happy with the, the final product of their film, so. Yeah, because every, yeah, because every film, especially in that instance, is a compromise, so. Right. You're always going to have, you're always going to have things that you wish you could have did differently, but, or had you done your way, so, yeah. I mean, this is, this is kind of like what happened with Lucas in Star Wars, he wasn't 100%. Uh, satisfied with the final product, so he went and tinkered with it years later. Now, of course, none of these directors are going to get that ability because they're not the sole property owners of these properties, so they're not going to be able to go back and tinker with their own creations. But you know that a lot of these guys would love to go back and do like a special re-release of their own movie and kind of fix some of the things they feel like they, they messed up. Even J.J. Abrams with uh, The Force Awakens said that there was a thing or two that he would have done differently looking at it now. Uh, for example, that scene with uh, Chewbacca at the end where he doesn't uh, greet Leia, and Leia greets uh, Ray right, you know, right after uh, Han Solo dies, 
and uh, they see each other for the first time. I mean, Chewbacca passes. Well, a lot of people don't realize that that's kind of in character for Chewbacca. If you go in and you actually look at the character of Chewbacca and what it means, it's sort of it's sort of like a like one of those things where he's a you know he's like he considers himself to be like a solitary mourner and a and a and have a he has a warrior heart, so he's not really. That's why he didn't hug Leia during that. Well, no, that's not. Time. That's not even. It's that's not the reason. Yeah, but that's not the reason. That's not the reason why they they gave, as why he didn't do it. Uh, no, I just, know, but I'm just saying that there's an there's an in canon reason for why. Well, just, JJ's uh, reasoning was because he was so worried about getting Finn some medical attention that he just was focused on that and didn't really uh, notice that Leia was even standing by him and he just was rushing off to help Finn. Which makes sense in the overall, like you know, aspect of what's going on, uh, but the fans don't get that. A lot of the fans raise that as an objection of, you know, as a mistake in the film. And when you really, look I never, at even, it, I never even know, I never even noticed it until you guys just pointed it out. Like, so. Oh no, this is, like a, this is a major thing. Me. This is a major thing with a lot of fans. They, they actually were kind of upset about by that because he passes right by Leia, doesn't even acknowledge that she's there. And fans were like, what do you mean? You know, this is Chewbacca. This is Princess Leia. They've known each other for years. And, you know, he just saw Han Solo die. Why wouldn't he go and hug her and mourn, you know, the death of his friend, you know, with her? And, uh, you know, it's kind of awkward because she doesn't know who Ray is. She's never met Ray before. And all of a sudden she just hugs Ray out of nowhere. So people thought that was a little bit awkward. But the reasoning behind it was because Chewbacca was so concerned for Finn and he was trying to get him medical attention. And that's why he was just you know, focused on helping Finn. And he didn't even notice that she was there, and he just walked right by her. Which I can understand, he's a very tall, Chewbacca's very tall compared to how small Leia is. So maybe he did walk by her and didn't notice that she was, you know, passing by him. That's an that, that's a easy uh, thing to understand. But the fans don't get that. The fans think of it, oh, he slighted her, he dissed her, and, you know, he's Chewbacca's an ass. Well, he was, he was Han's homie. He was Han's homie, and there was some kind of beef between Han and Leia, and they kind of Han kind of died without that resolve. So maybe you know, like that's the way I'd be with my boy if like. Well, we don't we don't know if they resolved it or not. There's, there's a gap of years that they don't really show us in this movie. So or that movie. Well, they they ain't living together. They ain't really talking to each other when they run into each other in the film. It's kind yeah, of but they're not yelling, but they're not yelling at each other like you know beefing with each other. They're like at peace with each other. You know they're. Well, that's a Star Wars movie, not some goddamn freaking Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Like, what's it's that a one space opera. It's a the space opera. Well, then where's the fat singing ladies if it's an opera, man? Come on. <laughs> well, you know, that but, was in Return of the you, Jedi. I remember the, uh, the scene of the... Uh, I, I forgot all of her. <laughs> but to tell you the truth... I'd rather JJ just keep it the way it is rather than have him put some crappy CGI hug between Leia and Chewie and some fucked up version of the movie 20 years down the road ruining his own film like Lucas did so um, well now like JJ, uh, sadly regret- sadly it would have to be CGI because we lost Kerry Fisher since uh, then to now we haven't even uh, done a show since then guys yeah that was a tragic loss her and her mother in two days that was surreal to say the least I mean how crazy is that you know I was having a conversation with a couple of buddies of mine over Few, you know, a few days after uh, she passed, and um, it kind of struck me, and I don't know if you guys kind of like uh, have had this realization, that in both in the real world and in fiction, 
Princess Leia's mom died of a broken heart. Yeah, yeah, that was that was ironic, indeed. Right, because Padme, of course, as we know in uh, Revenge of the Sith, she dies, you know, at the end of the day because she had her heart broken because of what Anakin did. She couldn't see herself living after that, and she died of a broken heart. And now, in real life, her mother, Carrie Fisher's mom, really did die of a broken heart. She couldn't see herself living without her daughter, Carrie Fisher, so she passed away as well. So in both real life and in fiction, her mom died of a broken heart. Parallels. Right? It was a really tragic turn of events. Right? Just a horrible way to cap off last year, too. Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. My goodness. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Moving on to uh, what's uh, on the news. Anything else uh, exciting for uh, for the uh, topic here, guys? Um, well, we um, we kind of never got to talk about Luke Cage, but out of the stupid bowl, we got a great ad for um, Iron Fist, which I, I've al- always been excited for. But god damn, is that trailer just amazing or what, man? Like, I cannot wait for next month to watch that. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. Looks uh interesting. It's a ne- it's like it's Netflix, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's he's the last of it, our defender so, to show up. Well, no, the reason I asked is Netflix, right? So like so far they've they're 2 for 2 and 0. I mean, I have no no doubt that this is going to be just another great show. Uh I'm waiting for uh, the defenders. To get together now, uh, Luke Cage. Going back to that, that was just a phenomenal season one. Now they really uh, are starting in season two, right? They're really filming that. Uh, well, they're, they're filming Defenders now. I think it's actually in post right now, and I think after that, um, I think they're actually going to take a bit of a hiatus from a cup um, from Daredevil. I think Luke Cage has been greenlit, but I don't know when it goes into production. Oh wow! I know that they're, they 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 don't want to rush these out and get the stories crappy. So they, I think that they said that after Defenders, they're going to take a little time off of the the solo shows. Not well, so because much, then you have I because then we have Punisher coming out too, don't we? Right. Yeah, we got the Shanisher. Which, yeah, I I don't know. I hate that Karen Page is going to be in the show. She's annoying enough on fucking Daredevil. Why does she have to be in? Punisher too. Ah man, like that's the one thing that's kind of that's really nagging me about that one because like I'm really excited for it, but then I'm because like, it ties in that. those. It ties in that universe, man. She ties in that universe. Well, she it ties into that universe, but I mean, she doesn't have to go with the Punisher. Like they they never actually tie in in the comics. I I can kind of understand why she got involved with him in Daredevil to make him fit better in that show, but to drag her over into Frank's solo show, which should just be about him mobbing around, setting up gangsters, and murdering them. Why we need to have her annoying ass there? You know what I mean? Like the most annoying character in all of the Netflix Marvel universe, they had to pick her. Like, why couldn't they just put Rosario Dawson in the show, like every, like all the other Netflix shows? Like, well, I, isn't she? Uh, yeah, but isn't she uh, on Luke Cage permanently, Rosario Dawson? No, she's going to be an Iron Fist too. She's she's just she's oh, really? basically like the Coulson. Yeah, she's basically like how Coulson was in the first um, Avengers movies. She's just kind of like 
I guess for the simple people, for the first runs of the show, to understand like, oh, these connect because look, Rosario Dawson there, you know, like I, like she's kind of just like that type of a character. <laughs> ah, gotcha. I thought they were gonna leave her permanently on the uh, on uh, Luke Cage. Well, I'm pretty sure she's gonna show back up because the two she got closer with Luke than she did with any of the other characters. Right. She did bone down with Matt, but. It was there wasn't the same connection she has with Luke. I mean, those two are kind of, but you do know that like that's not going to last, and she, he's going to end up with Jessica Jones's skink. Yes, so of course, like yeah. she might be, she, she might be hanging out with him for a couple seasons, but she's not like a permanent permanent fixture. I think she's just going to bounce around from show to show. Like I'm pretty sure she'll be in Daredevil season three again, and Jessica Jones season two. Here's a question uh, because we can kind of look at these. Uh, seasons as kind of like really long movies since we all binge watch them and they're released all at once that are like you know weekly or in in the span of a year or six months or whatever. Um, are these becoming better to like wait for and watch these? Are they more enjoyable to some of you guys uh, than like some of these other superhero movies that we get in direct to theaters? Um, are you having more enjoyment just of waiting for these? Uh, F, uh, Netflix uh, series instead of like actually the Avengers or Spider-Man or Batman or whatever you know the solo. Oh films. yes, I, I, I absolutely. I, I I mean I can't. That's uh, happening to me. Can't I mean, argue. I'm, with I'm that. more excited I, I about these. Yes. For for me personally, it's been that way. I mean, I really liked Ant-Man. I'm hyped for Guardians too. And whenever the fuck Black Panther finally comes out, I'm going to go see that right away. But um, aside from that, yeah, no, like Netflix and the Defenders is, is what's going on for me as a Marvel fan right now. I, I, the, the whole idea of the way they put the shows out, you could just binge watch them and, you know, a good weekend you can get through the entire, you know, the entire season. And it's it's fantastic. Not only that, it's an hour yeah, an like episode. That, Look, it's an hour an episode, so yeah, it feels you, like you're watching like a... Like a long ass movie. Right. I would love to see like an Ant Man series on Netflix. Ant Man would have been better. Ant Man yeah. Ant Man would have been better as a TV show. Period. I agree. I really the Ant Man movie. Oh, I love the Ant Man movie. Don't get me wrong, but look, we know that the technology to make a person small is not that expensive. They're doing it on DC's Legends of Tomorrow like weekly, so uh, they could do it there <laughs> with, with a small budget. And uh, you know that you show sucks. But, you know, the atom is, you know, he goes tiny every once in a while. So the technology is not yeah, that but, hard to but, do. But the effect does not look anywhere near as good. I'm sure Netflix would have done it better because they have, like, they really go they go out of their way to make it seem so cinematic. That's, that's no, but one that's, of the best that's things. That's my whole point, though, Johnny. That's my whole point, Johnny, before you rudely interrupted me. The whole point is that, look, if a shitty network with a shitty budget on a shitty show can make it look at least halfway decent, Netflix, you know, is going to go all out. It's going to make it look really good. And I think, you know, characters like Ant-Man really would fit the, the motif of something like Netflix, where it's it's cool because, it not, you know, it's not like having just one movie, which is two hours long. You're having, you know, all these you know, episodes that are, you know, fleshing out the story of these characters in a way that you can't do in two hours. You know, to have... Yeah, you know, I mean, think episodes. about it. What would Batman v Superman have been like if it was a Netflix show for 13 hours? Oh. Longer and more painful. Yeah. Longer and way more No, that I mean, it would have been... I mean, they could have then, at that point, then they could have just did The Dark Knight Returns. They could have did that story then. Oh, who cares about that story? It's been pooped out and redone so many times. Just watch the fucking cartoon if you want to see that story so bad. Ugh. Anyway, tell us how you really feel. Uh, 
I don't know, like, Batman v Superman dragged out to a 12-hour long show. That that sounds like, like a Marquis de Sade book brought to life. You know, 120 Days in Sodom, that's what Batman v Superman and Netflix format, with the writing, directing, and storyline that they had, dragged out, oh god, it would have been, it would have been torture. We would, we would, that's what we would do to terrorists at Gitmo. We'd make them watch that fucking show, and they'd tell <laughs> anything they ever wanted to know. I, mean, was... I think there's other worse yeah, punishments than uh, than something like Batman versus Superman, even though that is pretty bad. Well, to... That movie stretched out 12 hours. No, no, that, that, that's, that's, you make a bitch watch that, they'll tell you anything you ever wanted to know. Well, this might be true. I ain't going to argue there. You'd break the spirit. <laughs> You'd yeah. break the soul out of any soldier. <laughs> but but what you were saying, yeah, I think especially since they chose to go with the Scott Lang Ant-Man, and he is more of an anti-hero, yeah, he would have probably jived a bit better on Netflix. And it would, if they had got if they could have got Paul Rudd to do a Netflix show, then yeah, that would have been perfect. But I don't know if he would have done TV, and I, I don't see anybody else playing that character now. Yeah, no, the, well, the thing is, yeah, they went with a big name. Or, well, he's not a huge name actor, but uh, he's a cinematic actor. You know, he's done mostly movies in the last uh, decade. Uh, he's known for movies anyway. Uh, so, yeah, they couldn't really get him, I don't think, to do a Netflix type of thing. But for uh, some of the lesser-known characters, I mean, Adam was a lesser-known character. Uh, so they could have gotten a, a lesser-known actor to do something for Netflix, and it would have worked. I mean, that's what they did with uh, Daredevil, and that's what they did with Luke Cage. They got actors that are not as known. They're not uh, movie stars. Haven't been in a lot of movies, uh, and it worked. They did, you know, they did really well with that. So I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a good actor out there that could have done a, a decent job as Ant Man. But yeah, you couldn't get Paul Rudd to come down to a Netflix and, and lower his bar like that. It just wouldn't happen. But with a mm. lot of lower known characters, I think it would work perfectly. If well, now we need do... Fantastic Four. Now we need Fantastic Four. On that Netflix. would be well. See, but they're not a, a lesser known character group. They, yeah, they're no, very well. I have seen they're not lesser known, but their movies keep failing, so they need to do a Netflix show. Fan- yeah, Fantastic Four should be on network TV. That they they are perfect Marvel entertainment that should be on network TV. They would it would finally have competition with shows like Flash and Arrow with a straight up Marvel superhero, not that Agents of Shit shit, like actual like legit heroes that stretch out and stuff. And like that, I net. Netflix should be for the gritty and, and like the daredevils and stuff. Fantastic I don't know. Force Netflix should benefit from that being a family friendly, being a family friendly Fantastic Four. I mean, it, it could work. I mean, they're you know that you you need family friendly stuff on Netflix too. It doesn't all have to be dark and gritty. That is very true. Yeah, no, but, but, but I, the I, thing is, but the I, main problem you're going to have though is I don't think Fox is ready to give up the rights uh, to the Fantastic Four, which sucks because they keep fucking it up every time, like you said. But I don't think they're going to give up the rights to that property anytime soon. And I don't want to see another Fantastic Four property uh, or franchise on screen unless it's owned by Marvel. I mean, honestly, I don't. I have no desire to watch Fox screw it up again. I really don't. Oh they yeah, just, they, definitely. They don't understand that, that those characters. They don't understand that story. So they might as well just leave it alone and just move on. It's a you know it's a shame, but it, it is what it is. Like it's like Paramount with the uh, was Paramount with the Incredible Hulk, right? They just didn't get it, and you know they had to go back to uh, Marvel to eventually see how you know the Hulk is done properly. Not everybody loves the Hulk again. Yeah, I don't like the Hulk. Yeah, you always love the Hulk. Shut up. Pewdie <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he Pewdie had a couple of lines, but 
But, I mean, honestly, if Marvel gets it back, I would like to see it on ABC. I think Marvel needs to have a good show on network TV, and I think that Fantastic Four would be perfect for that. I agree. Really. I actually do a throwback, make it like set in the 60s or something. Because DC is killing them right now on network television. Like, I, cause I don't count the Netflix shows as network or as TV really. I mean, so, well, um, Marvel has... What, in what sense though, the, are they killing them? Because I mean, yeah, in quantity, yeah, but in quality, I don't think so. I mean, Flash uh, is I way better than Agents of Shield. I like the Flash. I like, I like the Flash, but personally I don't like any of the other DC properties. So. Oh, Powerless is off to a good start. I really enjoyed the first episode of that. It yeah, like it's it funny. I like. I hated that. I hated the first episode of that. I thought it was stupid. Honestly, it's, it's, yeah, but it's meant to be stupid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's meant to be stupid, and it comes off stupid. And the whole the whole premise of the first episode was boring. I mean, I don't see I don't see how they think they're gonna. The only good thing about it was that there were callbacks to some lesser known. Uh, DC Comics heroes from old Dude, had, DC had, lore before Crisis Alan, on Infinite Earths. <laughs> it had Alan Turdick in it. Come on. Alan Turdick from uh, Rogue One. Yeah. I, and, I know him as Alan Turdick from um, Firefly, but yeah, he was in Rogue One too. Yeah, well, that guy. And he plays uh, uh, Wayne that we never heard yeah, of. Yeah, well, yeah, and he's actually <laughs> he's an actual Wayne from the comics, which is nice. Which was a nice... Uh, not, well, but. He was funny. The show was funny. I don't know what you're scrapping about, man. You're just like, yeah, you gotta be like contrary it. to everything DC related for some reason, Zod. Gotta like BVS, but hate Suicide Squad. You gotta hate Powerless, but think that Agents or Legends of Tomorrow is a good show. It, I've you're, never, you're you know what? I've never watched Legends of Tomorrow, so I couldn't tell you one way or good, another. Put that way. But I do like. I don't have a problem. I like. You know, I like Supergirl. I'm still not oh, too gosh. crazy about Arrow. Um, you know that you know there's, it's kind of a mixed bag with DC. Whereas you know the Netflix gonna, shows gonna, from Marvel are all good. You're gonna jump on Powerless for being stupid, and then you're gonna go say something like, "I like Super." <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God, I mean they introduced they introduced a really good, lighthearted Superman, didn't they? That everybody seems to like unanimously. So. The Superman was probably the best thing about the show, but it still doesn't make the damn show watchable. So they should just give the fucking Superman his own show. They probably will and at some point. That's I probably mean, what's going to happen. Yeah, it's a most likely scenario the next year. I mean, if you think about it, it only makes perfect sense. I mean, he was, like you said, universally liked. Especially if Justice League, the movie, bombs, the one coming out now. Can you imagine if that movie flops at the box office, guys? It's not gonna flop. No, it's it's gonna gonna make BBS BBS money. It's gonna make a profit, but it ain't gonna do a billion dollars like they want because the fucking bad taste of the last two Superman movies is still in everybody's mouth. And we all know that Henry coming out before that. Hold on, one at a time, guys. One at a time, guys. Don't we have Wonder Woman coming out before Justice League? Yeah, but everybody adds nothing. Anna Steel or Batman vs. Superman. She was in Batman vs. Superman, but she was barely in that fucking movie. And it no, but hold on, hold on. But there, there is a, there's a Wonder Woman movie coming out, like you said, which is already getting horrible buzz from people who've seen it and seen the uh, first cut of it. Allegedly, though, it's not. Yeah. None of that stuff is confirmed. It's all alleged but stuff. People that, wow. people that said BVS was shit, and the same people that said Suicide Squad yeah. was shit. So. It, 
it's kind of it's kind of believable when they, they they've been right about pretty good track record so, so far. far. Yeah. So I, I I want I want Wonder Woman to be awesome. The trailers look great. I I really want DC to start making good movies, but I kind of got a bad feeling that it's not going to start with Wonder Woman. So I don't, I'm I'm going to be perfectly honest with you hey, about enough that. Enough nothing, but that just that Justice League trailer was terrible. That was just that was awesome. Trailer. No Henry Cavill in it. I was just like. They keep the movie like that. I might watch it. Just do. Justice When's the new? Well, isn't there a new Justice League trailer going to be coming out soon? I, I need to actually start shooting. I assume the movie. so. Yeah. <laughs> well, they already <laughs> been. They're shooting. shooting the movie. They're, they're, they're done isn't shooting it there. done? I thought it was done yeah. already. Their yeah, production's been done on that thing already. They should have Snyder, a trailer out. For Snyder it. Snyder's getting ready to make make something else now, isn't he? Not not DC, but another movie. Is he? I don't know. I was, just, I was wondering because yeah, yeah, not just sure everybody's excited not, for that one. Yeah, whatever Snyder's doing. <laughs> I wonder if maybe he'll jump on. A- I wonder if he'll jump on board and do like the uh, the Flash because they can't find a director for that thing no matter what they do. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, that's Ezra. They'll let Ezra Miller direct it. <laughs> At this point, might as well. I've almost been through as many directors as the Crow remake. For fuck's sake! I mean, God. In a lot shorter time. Yeah, some too, things just. In a lot shorter time. Too. Well, I mean, Zack Snyder should direct should direct the Flash. I mean, he picked him, so he should direct that movie. <laughs> Might as well. I mean. Well, how can Aquaman keep a director, but the Flash can't? That, that is beyond me. Anybody like James Wan you know is just why? so down to you know direct. Why? Because the TV show is so freaking popular that nobody wants to try and direct. A film version that's a different characterization of the Flash. Nobody wants to compete with this popular TV show. That's what that is. It's I, I don't blame them. It's it's that TV show is just. I mean, it's insane. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. loves the show. So you can't. I mean, I don't know. I think I think right now that's the most popular thing that DC has going on TV right now. The Flash. They should get Kevin. Yeah, they should get Kevin Smith to direct it. He's got nothing to lose anyway. <laughs> and if he career. does direct it, he'll have to re- he'll want to replace Ezra Miller with the actor with uh, Gustin from the TV show. You know, <laughs> because... It's funny because I've, I've had that thought why, of actually why? having of having Smith be the director for the film. I'd, that actually that that thought crossed my mind a few days ago, and I was like, that would actually you know work. He knows the character. He's directed several episodes of The Flash already. He's a comic book geek. I wouldn't know why they haven't offered him the role, you know, the, the job of directing it. Like, why and then with how bad him? yoga hose, with how bad yoga hosers just went over, he needs. He, dude, he has got nothing to lose. All right, if this yeah. movie bombs and is more hated than even anything yeah, else that, that DC's yeah, made, no, but hold on, probably still be bad. That, that, that might be that might be the reason why they don't offer him the, the king as director because of yoga hosers. <laughs> Maybe the answer right there. That's wow. That movie was terrible. Yeah, no, so I mean bad. he's just he's just so hit and miss. Like he comes back, he makes he makes a name for himself again with Tusk, and then he just turns around and makes yoga hoses and destroys any goodwill he just earned for himself. It's just kind of like, can you stop sabotaging yourself, man? Jesus. Wow, man. It's he doesn't crazy. want to do movies anymore. He's happy with comic book men and with his podcasts. That's what it is. <laughs> if he really cared, he would, he would be doing that. But I think, crazy. I think he's, he's such a talented director, though. He's just, I mean, no, he did it for a, his daughter, for Johnny yeah. Depp's daughter. That's why he did it. He did it for his 
for the kids, not because he, you know, not because he wanted to ruin credibility. What is what is it about people with the last name Smith and making shit movies for their kids? I mean, we got Will Smith, we got Kevin Smith. We get it. You love your fucking kids. Nobody else does. No, here's an idea. Here's a, hold on. Here's an original idea. That's great. Make a movie for your kids, but make it good. I say, you know who they need to get to direct the Flash? Get M Night Shyamalan to direct the Flash. After hey. Split, after hey. Split, that guy proved he could do he could do a movie. He could outdo Marvel. I'm telling you, he's he's coming well, back. He's, as he's doing Unbreakable too right now. No, I know he is, he's, but I'm saying, get him for Flash. I mean, he, no, I'm he, more excited for Unbreakable too. Oh, I am as well. well. After seeing Split was a fantastic film. I I I can't, I couldn't believe how good it was. No, I I, like. It was incredible. I, I, yeah, his his career comeback. Yeah, his come his career comeback is like probably the greatest twist he's ever written. It's better than (laughs) the twisted films. Yeah, yeah, it it was incredible. I watched that movie. I was, I mean, that was that was worth the price of admission going to a theater to see Split. Definitely. I, I I absolutely love that movie. Like it's up there with me with with, un, with the original Unbreakable film. So I feel like he, you know, I feel like he's redeemed himself as a director. Maybe they should get him for one of these legitimate superhero yeah. projects when he gets done with Unbreakable too. I mean, like it splits in my top three movies of his. It, it dethroned um, Signs as my number three. Yeah, it goes uh, Unbreakable, Six Sense, Split. I mean, like he—that's he, exactly movie yeah, that that's was... exactly my my uh, top three for him too. Yeah, you yep. know what's crazy? That movie only cost nine million dollars to make, and to date, it's grossed. Bruce 100... Willis, Bruce Willis did his cameo for free. out, <laughs> and it, it's grossed one hundred and sixty-nine million worldwide. That's an amazing flop. Topic, Total flop. Daryl was right about that wow. one. It's a flop. I mean, that's, <laughs> a, that's an amazing profit. You know, and it's funny because I was going through his list of uh, films and uh, noticed, you know, for all the like, mistakes and bad movies that M Night has made, because he's made a lot of bad movies over the years. Um, his movies are all profitable. They all make, you know, they make back a good profit. So it's not like he's been flop after flop. He's just made bad movies that has still made a profit. Uh, even after, well, after it actually was one of the biggest flops, and what was the other one? Lady in the Water, and that's it. Everything else has turned to profit. Even the last Airbender, which a lot of people were like, oh, that movie sucked, turned to profit. A small that had one. nice visuals. It did, actually. I, I don't, actually, I, I like you know, that movie, by the way. I, I honestly don't think, I honestly don't understand, like, like how, okay, he could come in, he could make that movie that was a brilliant film, Split was definitely good, and now he'll come back, and if Unbreakable Two is as is as big of a hit as it has potential to be, he, I mean, who, who's going to pick him up, Marvel or DC? One of them's going to get him. Maybe I don't. I mean, Unbreakable One wasn't that huge of a hit. I mean, it was a pretty big hit, but no. But I'm saying if Unbreakable I, I, Two ends up being a massive film, yeah. and you know, at the box office. Honestly, and... he really is more of a DC type of director, if you ask me. Yeah, um, I agree. Or I Fox, Fox could grab him. I, I could see him doing a hell of an X-Men movie. I think he'd be good at something like that. Or I bet you. I bet you. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see him on board with something from DC, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, what would be the perfect ideal character for uh, someone like M. Night Shyamalan? Green Lantern or Sinestro oh. Corps? 
Nope. I got I got no. just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Guys, 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 guys. Shazam. Yeah. No. Or Man, I'm thinking like, I'm thinking yes. like the Spectre. Why not Shazam? With the rock. Swamp thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Because Shazam's just a cheesy kid's crap thing, But it's going like, to happen when the... But it's going to happen, dude. They're making it, so... Why yeah, get, but why get, it, why get a good cerebral director to come and make... Why not? <laughs> that better movie. Because, because, because somebody that could juggle garbage like James Cameron could come in and make Shazam. I mean, some mindless action exploitation shit. Like, Shazam's like... Oh man, like I, I like the character. The movie could be a lot of fun if DC lightens the fuck up before they get around to making it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see M Night do something like the Spectre or um, Kid Eternity or Sandman or you know something a little creepy, something up his alley. Not not Shazam, not some little kid that turns into a superhero movie. I mean that's 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 Josh Trank level shit right there, bro. In my opinion. And The Rock ain't Shazam. He's Black Adam, and he's going to have his own film before Shazam has his own movie from what I was reading anyway. Actually, so. he might show up in the uh, the next Superman movie. Oh, is that what it is? I thought they yeah. were saying he might have a solo film. Okay. No, no. What, they actually, uh, there was a picture that was circulating recently with uh, The Rock having lunch uh, with uh, Henry Cavill. And uh, the thing is, uh, I guess they were meeting because uh, they're discussing the script for the next Man of Steel movie, and Apparently, Black Adam is going to be introduced in either that, or it could be that he's being introduced in the uh, follow-up to Justice League, uh, we, uh, Justice League 2, I guess. Uh, so it's one or the other that they're introducing that character in there. And uh, he uh, was having lunch with Henry Cavill. They had a lovely uh, yeah, lunch together. They, they had some tea and crumpets. And they had a nice little hook queen. up. Yeah. yeah, they probably kissed a little. Knowing those Maybe, two homos. Uh, hey, man, we got no to go. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, you're the one that posts all the pictures of Henry Cavill kissing dudes on chat rooms and stuff, bro. I mean, it's scary. <laughs> and I, I don't know. <laughs> Henry Cavill kissing dudes. Wow. <laughs> wow. This guy. You bro, do have the pictures and you post them. You, you terrify me like we You sent them to me. Chat. You're like, look, look what I've been collecting with my huge box of gay porn. Look, no, bro, you sent them to me, bro. I, I, Liar, I, you sent them to me. <laughs> I got, I, no, I got, I got the Jason Henry Cavill. I don't, I hate him. So how much you love Henry Cavill? Be honest, come on, you know you love him. He was good in um, Hellraiser Hellworld. That, that, that's all I can say for him. He was amazing in Hell. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. 
Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call key information solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. And we are back on tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show. Uh, this is our Henry Cavill edition. <laughs> what? Uh... Well, it's not what this is at all. <laughs> yes, we're celebrating. We're celebrating the actor Henry Cavill on tonight's episode of. So, it's a very short episode. You, <laughs> so, did you guys? Um, either of you guys check out the pilot for Legion, man. The, the X Men. I have show. not seen it yet. I DVR'd it. I have not had a chance to watch it yet. Oh man, it is so so awesome. It's it's filmed so trippy. It's well acted. It's insane. Like you guys, Doctor Who fans. You'll you'll love it. It's right up your alley. It's very esoteric. It's really oddball funny while being tragic at the same time. I mean, it, it's more like a UK show than a US show. It reminds me a lot of the classic Prisoner, but um, it's legit. And it, like I I agree with you guys. Wait 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 wait, like wait, wait wait wait. It's it's like the Prisoner, really. It has has That's that. That's what vibe? I would equate it the most to. Yeah. Wow. It's very, it's very, it's very, it's really a psych drama. I'll probably watch it after the show then, because, yeah, that's, sounds good. If I could equate it to any, if I could equate it to any other television show I've seen, yeah, I would equate it to The Prisoner. The Prisoner reminds me a lot of Westworld. There's a lot of shows like that 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 are very similar. Oh, Westworld is a wonderful show as well, man. Like, we didn't get to talk about that at all, and that was, oh, such a 
awesome first season. I love seeing mm-hmm. James Marsden just get killed every episode. Uh, sometimes, several times in one episode, I'm just like, yeah, kill Cyclops. Kill him. <laughs> Cyclops. It, he, he was like Kenny in that show, man. That fool was always getting smoked. And Ed Harris was just evil. It was good to see Ed Harris just be evil like that. Like That show was just nuts. Really now, happy did, brought that up. Did you guys ever see the uh, the Prisoner uh, miniseries with... Um... What's his face? Uh, Jim Caviezel. It's uh, blasph- no, heard- It's blasphemy to the 1960s uh, show. It's it's the- it's nothing like it. The only the only things that are there's a few similarities. They they kept the ro- they kept the rover the big the big white balloon that comes in the ball that comes at the, uh, they kept that and that's really it. I mean, a lot of the other stuff that they took in. Was just was more like name recognition. It felt more like I, I was really like they were just kind of trying to pander. They were kind of trying to pander some nostalgia to fans of the old show without actually delivering anything good. It was it, yeah, it was horrible. And when, when you compare it to the original show, it's just it's really bad. Like they, I I don't know why, I don't know why they made they made that version. I just it's it's really it's insanely disappointing it has nowhere near the depth or the or or the you know really trippy deep you know thinking that's involved with the original prisoner i don't i don't know what they were going for i'm still confused by that 2009 remake well being fair though i mean they only had six episodes compared to that yeah but they could have but here's the thing they could have did no 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 the prisoner only went for didn't it really? Three seasons, you know, three seasons, something like that. No, one season. Prisoner no, no, one it, season. it was seventeen episodes. Period. Right. That's yeah. it. Which was yes. long, which was long for a UK show, but it like in, in all things considered, for the time, it was a short. Well, even series. seventeen episodes compared to six episodes. I mean, that's you know. Well, they could have did. I mean, I don't understand if they wanted to remake it. They could have. They could have remade it, and they could have made it seventeen episodes, or they could have did thirteen episodes, trying to cram. What they did in six—that was—that was my biggest clue that they weren't going to adhere to much of the original. Well, see the the thing about the original Prisoner is it was a sequel show to another show that Patrick McGowan was in first called Secret well, Agent. No, and, but that, that, see, now that's that's alleged. You see, Secret Agent—the character he plays in Secret Agent—is loosely is who the character he plays in the prisoner is loosely based off of it's really a it's really been a huge debate amongst prisoner about amongst prisoner enthusiasts for decades whether or not the character well in, he drives the car in, at the beginning they say that he's a spy that gets brought there i mean he's a spy it, he, it's he's pretty a spy. he resigns from he resigns from being a spy and then he ends up in the he ends up in the village and at the village is where he's a prisoner but the the reality is that the character that he plays in secret agent aka danger man is a that's more of like a standard um like a standard detective. Well, I've seen show. it, and it's pretty. It, no, it's pretty. It's pretty out there too. It's like the Avengers. Like they got some really esoteric and surreal episodes to that show. It has. As well, it kind, so. kind of comes off. It kind of comes off very film noirish at times too. It does have yeah. a lot. It does have a lot of good elements, but they are two separate shows. But it's and it's debatable whether or not the character is the same character. Like because he never because they never make reference to, um. They never say his name in the prisoner. He's in the prisoner. He's number six. There's never he's never mentioned as you know the character who he played in Danger Man, which was John Drake. 
And it's always been this huge debate whether or not John Drake and the prisoner are the same character. But it's, it's, it's insane though because prisoner is such a great show and, and danger man is decent. But if you, if you had, if I had to, if you had to pick which one's better, I would say prisoner is better hands down. Oh Pris- yeah, definitely. Prisoner, because... only went, prisoner only went for one, one season. Because oh, I just I just love avant garde um, esoteric surreal stuff anyway. So yeah, the prisoners right up my alley. I, I, I love that. Vaguely, vaguely remember the original uh, prisoner series or show. That's why I thought maybe it was two seasons, but I vaguely remember. I got to go back and see that series. You should check it out. I think you'll yeah. really like. Go it. Go on Amazon and buy it now. Go on no, Amazon and buy but it. But I recently saw the uh, the remake with uh, Jim Caviezel, and I was like, yeah, it's okay, but it's a little. It didn't really like. Mesh well for me, and the end, the end made no sense whatsoever. I mean, it was just completely. I feel bad too, because Jim Caviezel is a damn good actor that never gets a proper shake. I mean, the guy yeah. just can never win, and he he is he's a phenomenal actor. He was great opinion. in The Count of Monte Cristo. I'll, I'll say that much, and he's been great on a lot of things. It's funny because years ago he was up for uh, Superman and Superman Returns. And he didn't get that role. They gave it to uh, to Brandon Ralph instead, and he was really bitter about that. And he actually passed over other superhero roles because he said, "No, I only wanted to be Superman. That's the only superhero character I'd like to play." I wonder how many roles that he's passed over or scripts he hasn't like uh, gone for that what made would have made him a bigger star. But you're right; he's an absolutely great actor, and it's weird that he's kind of descended over the last decade instead of blown up more as an actor because he's a really really good actor well i wish he would have got i wish he would have got a chance to play superman well see that's the thing i don't see him as a bright and happy character like superman i think he would be a much better like batman or daredevil to tell you the truth he's got that kind of i don't know i mean i think i think think he would have brought a more realistic i think that's because of the roles that he gets though i think that a lot of the roles he gets are more downers, lesser, you know, not really happy characters. He doesn't really get that chance, which is the reason why we, we say that, because of what we associate him with. But, well, I mean, yeah, remember, he also, he also played Jesus, and Jesus and Superman are pretty much the same character. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so but, could... I... <laughs> but the movie that he played Jesus in is probably, like, the most gory, gorehound exploitation horror film I've ever seen. So, like, <laughs> he didn't really actually yeah. play, like, the happy sunshine I'll take you to heaven with me, Jesus, that we know. He was Jesus with his skin being flayed off and stuff. So it, it, was, it was a bit different. Like, That's what it was. I, I, don't think, I, don't think, I don't think children are ready for a Superman, uh, Passions of the Superman movie, you know, to tell you the truth. It's like they were going to make a <laughs> Superman movie in the vein of that one. So, Well, according to yeah. a lot of people, that's what we got with Batman v Superman. We got Passions of, of Superman, kind of like a really – down oh, uh, Henry Cavill would have Henry Cavill would have to portray emotion in his acting to, to um, have any passion whatsoever, which um, I, I, I can't agree to. Like I can say a lot of awful things about that movie, but I won't call it that. The passion of the Cavill. <laughs> no passion. He, he, that man is incapable of showing emotion whatsoever in his face. And he is. The, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, you know, I he's a front runner for uh, the new James Bond movie, right? Because they, they're looking to cast James Bond again. Because Daniel Craig is apparently stepping down, and uh, Henry Cavill is in the top four candidates, uh, supposedly. Really, I thought it was Tom Holland. Last I checked, I'm like, great. The little twelve year old Spider Man is also going to. No, no, they're not doing like the son of James Bond. 
No, he's up for it. I'm not kidding. I saw. Okay. He looks like he's 15. There's no way he can play James Bond, man. Come on now. That's what I said, but they, <laughs> I still read a story that said he was up for it, bro. So, There's like, was, that an, was, that, was that an onion story or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't still, yeah. I, I didn't actually, I didn't actually click on it and read it, but it was in a film group on Facebook. That was just a, what, that anything. was a fake, man, you were getting, you were getting sucked into some clickbait website or something. That's what that was. I think it was on Collider. Yeah, yeah like, the, Collider like, the, like the clickbait article about Christopher Nolan directing, ba- directing the Batman. Right. <laughs> And that that was totally going to happen. You know, it's funny because you know we were talk we've been talking about the prisoner and stuff. And at one point, uh, Christopher Nolan was attached to direct a film version of the prisoner. Oh, I think he I think he could have did. I think he could have did a good job with that. That's something I really think would have been right up his alley. And and it would have been. He doesn't have enough imagination to do so. And you know, no, oh, he does. Come on, you know, was attached as the actor to play the prisoner. Hiddleston. Christopher Eccleston. Oh, nice. Now, that would have been incredible. Seriously, I, I, th- I think that would have been an amazing version of the of the show. That probably would have. And, I, and I, it would have been nice if it would have been all all colorful and, and crazy like the 60s version. I would, it would have been nice to see. The yeah, because Christopher himself, yeah. So, he always puts so much color in his films. I can see why you would actually expect that. I mean, <laughs> well, he's a you know. His his movies really are just a rainbow cacophony of every color. Wait, no, wait, no. He meets every color possible and washes the shit out of his films. What are you What are you smoking? I want some Zod really bad. Just go ahead and send it off to my house, and we could get high on it together and believe that, him, well, that need, Christopher Nolan. Well, we need, okay, can, we need a we need we really need a Stanley Kubrick version of Prisoner, but we're not going to get that. So. Yep. <laughs> Is dead. Uh, right. And are, you saying, are you saying Christopher Nolan is Stanley Kubrick? I find that completely offensive. No, no, no. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at all. But that's that's the only other. You know, that's one of the directors that I think would have been good for it too. But. David Fincher is maybe the only A-list guy I would like to see maybe approach that. Ben Wheatley would make a good prisoner. There's a couple other directors, but Nolan, no fucking thanks, man. Him and his lack well, of he imagination. Dropped, he can... dropped the project for The Dark Knight. He was Thank God. He was supposed to do it, and he ended up doing The Dark Knight instead. So, I think you should do The Prisoner. It we... would be great. Well, he's doing you know, Dunkirk you need now, so when Dunkirk will... You need to have somebody that's capable of abstract thought to do a story like that, and Christopher Nolan just does not own yeah, does. an abstract thought. So, what do you think? Thinking maybe Terry Gilliam could could do it? No, I said Ben Wheatley or David Finster. Terry Gilliam, he's so hit and miss, man. He could probably make a really good one, but I wouldn't want to put money on it coming out very good, especially after watching his last couple films. He'll, I have John, he'll cast John Malkovich to play the prisoner. Probably. <laughs> or the new number. I or... am the prisoner. I'm John Malkovich, <laughs> and I only have this one voice I talk in. Yeah, do in that. every single film. Terry Gilliam's golden boy at the moment seems to be Christoph Waltz, which... I would actually watch play the prisoner, or at least the, the the dude with the mustache, number two, like one of the number be- one of the number twos. See, and that yeah. was one of the things too that I hated about the remake. They they made it where there was only one number two, and they made that one number two the main 
protagonist for the entire show, and it sucked. Like if you only had six episodes, you're gonna have. Yeah, but there should have been a different number if if they were gonna follow anything at all from the prisoner. It should have been a different number two for each episode. But you hate the TV show. I guarantee you, it would be better than whatever Christopher Nolan would have pooped out. I don't know. For some reason, I think Nolan could pull it off. I don't know. Yep. But but it's because no because it's because Nolan uh, it's because Nolan is a uh, professed big huge prisoner fan so who knows maybe i don't know and in nolan i trust so i think nolan would have done a, a hell of a good job and nolan we shit i had to say it man my bad no 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 i don't think nolan, wow. nolan we trust <laughs> we do not shit on the nolan there was a, a british show that was a lot like the prisoner what's the name of that show so i think you have it on uh, plex um, I've got the prisoner on Plex too. Um, no, no, but there's a, a British show that I think only, I only have one season. There was a British show, and it only had one season. I think you. No, 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 it, I, no, I, no. It wasn't the prisoner. It was a different show. It wasn't called the prisoner, but it was also very similar to the prisoner. Wasn't that old? Well, there's an American show similar to the prisoner called Nowhere Man, which is. Which no, is more wasn't. faithful? Which is more faithful to the prisoner than the prisoner remake that they did? No, that wasn't it. Anyway, it'll come to me later. Like many things. Okay. <laughs> this is not my life. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes. That is. There we go. That, my goodness, man. Man, what does affect my memory? That is another fantastic show. That show is a. Uh, Norwegian Woo! show. See, I'm not crazy, guys. Oh, Norwegian. That's what British it is. Yeah, I mean, close enough. They're both Germanic languages, but one's more close to German than the other. It's from New Zealand. Who cares? It's New know, Zealand. Not, yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, oh, New Zealand. Okay. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's another show that's very, very close to The Prisoner in spirit. Like, it yeah. really like it really is. And the lead that they have in that in that movie, is, his last name is Measure. His name uh, his name's like John Measure or something. He's he's awesome. Like, yeah. And they bought and Lionsgate bought the rights to do an American version of This Is Not My Life. Oh, and really? it never happened. Nice. They bought the rights in 2010 and nothing, mm. nothing. Yeah, mm. no, maybe they could get the guy that directed the Power Rangers movie to do it. That that would be awesome. Actually, I hate American remakes of good. I would love to see them use the same cast uh, or as many of them as possible because, I mean, that cast was phenomenal on that. Once now, did you watch the? Did you watch the entire show? Yeah, I saw the whole thing. So, so you saw how how it ended, kind of on a yep. cliffhanger. They were yep. supposed to get a second season, I but know. it never happened. And it's and it's so tragic. I love that show. I've watched it like twenty times. It's so that's gotta be. I mean, not for nothing. That's got to be like the best show out of New Zealand ever. And <laughs> not only that, you could tell that it was really, really inexpensive to make, and they just yeah. and they just did like, and it was so and it's so character driven. That's uh-huh. what's so fantastic about it. You watch it, you're like, wow, yeah. But it is a lot like, but it's a lot like the prisoner too, which is, yes, it is. It's yes, it is. Trippy. Yeah, yes, it is. I'll Very check much. that out. I, I haven't heard of it. This uh, is only, not like, my life. The, yes. the only New Zealand Australian show that I really watch and I really love is Danger Five, which is another one that they only did. Oh, they did two seasons one. for it. Oh, no, no. It, I thought I thought it went for three, three or four. No, 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 no. no, 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 no
Have you checked it out there, on Netflix? Because I I've been I saw waiting for season than... three forever. Oh, and I've seen more. Season, I think it's guys one at a time, please. You can understand you guys. Sod. No, go ahead. I I thought it was. I thought it was more <laughs> than two seasons. Though. I thought it was two. I thought it was at least three seasons. Okay. Well, I've been I've been looking for season three for a while, and the last one I saw was the one that took place in the '80s with the oh man, with Johnny Hitler and all that stuff. Oh man, that show is just so insane and so yeah, hilarious. Exactly. You need to watch it. It's it, it's probably the funniest television show ever made. It's basically kind of like Team America, but with real people. Um, the first season takes place during World War II. The second season takes place in the 80s. It's completely retarded, but in the best possible way. It, it is, it is just insanely hilarious, man. Like what, Danger what Five is this Danger Five. Danger Five. Yeah. All right. Zod, put it on just, your plex. Just seeing those characters go from the first, you know, from season one from the 60s, go to the 80s in this next season. I thought that was awesome. Like, the whole... And there's so many different elements in it, too. It reminds me kind of a little bit of, like, how, you know, you, you saw that short film, that Kung Fury? Yep. It has the same yes. kind of vibe to it, like, comical vibe. It's actually better, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty It actually good. flows a lot better than Kung Fury, in my opinion. Like it just well, Kung Fury was, <laughs> was just a one-time thing, a one you know like a thirty-minute episode type thing. Whereas Danger Five, you know, has had a lot of time to flesh their things out. But I thought they had more than two seasons. I guess I could be wrong, but whoa. man, I'm always on the lookout, man. I could be wrong. Like it doesn't air over here at all. You know what I mean? Like you gotta. You gotta get it from the library. I watched anyways, it. So. I watched it on Netflix, so I don't know if it's oh. Netflix has had it forever, so I don't know if they have uh, any more. I'm looking it up now to see if they if there's more. No, you're, it looks like you're right, Johnny. It looks like it only had two seasons. I don't know why I thought they had three. Well, there was there was like. Uh, a little six episode like mini thing that they did before the first season called the Diamond Girls. You, um, you might, probably might have saw that online and thought that that was another season because it is like a six part, but it only like cut together. It only comes out to be about like forty minutes long. Yeah, I don't know. They, uh, I thought they were going to do more though. It looked like they were, but yeah. Oh yeah, well I mean, they, they last time I checked, they said like they're still planning on it. I just I don't know how funding for Australian TV show works. Work, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I no just, idea about the processes and stuff. And I just read about your prequel. I think that prequel's on Netflix too. The one you're talking about, uh, the Diamond Girls. I think that's why, because yeah, I think that's also on Netflix. So, Danger Five. It's really good, Jackal. You should check it out. Talk about um. Netflix, have you guys started watching Santa Clarita Diet? I mean, I'm not one for zombie no. horror, but God, that show is hilarious, man. Like, Timothy Oliphant is married to Drew Barrymore, who becomes a zombie, and basically he's got to help her. It's kind of like Dexter. They decide to, like, find out who the scumbags are in the neighborhood and take them out so she can eat. Uh, it's hysterical, dude. Like, if you guys get a chance, check out Santa Clarita Diet. It's It's insane. And I know you, I know Jackal's a big Timothy Olyphant fan too, so he should check it out. Well, you got a couple things in there that I like. Uh, you got uh, Drew Barrymore, which I like her; she's awesome. 
Timothy Olyphant's cool. I've been a fan since Screen 2. So, yeah, I'll check that out. Zombies. I love zombies. What's not to like? I don't well, Nathan Fillion's in it. There's a lot of nerd um, nerd people that pop up in there, I think. I think Alan Tudyk is supposed to show up. I, I've, only st- I've only started the show, but um, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's it's nuts. It's good comedy. It's got some gore to it. It's not your typical zombie show, so... What I'm Anybody waiting for listening, re- man. I'm, I'm waiting for the return of Ash versus the Evil Dead. When is that coming back? Oh, God. Uh, uh, next, um, next October. Or in October. Oh, man. So long. Oh, dude. Was season, was season two the shit or what, dude? I mean, literally. Oh, man. And it had the nastiest thing I've ever seen in any horror movie ever. When the monster from Evil Dead 2 comes out and, like, it's like shooting the brown stuff out of its nipple, and like it makes Ash drink it. Oh God, that was the most disgusting thing I've no, ever no, seen no, in no, my no. life. Ash's head through an asshole—that was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. That Ash's is... head going up into going up into a corpse's ass. Yeah, dude, that's yes. particularly wonderful. And then Lee Majors <laughs> yeah. is his dad. <laughs> that whole season was just nuts, dude. Like Sam Raimi is his bartender date rapist friend that was like beaten off on his dead sister's dress. I mean, just there were just so many what the fuck moments in this season. How dude. perfect was the major cast as his dad? Seriously, like how perfect casting is that? It's ideal. I I could I couldn't think of anybody better. I mean, like Shatner, maybe. Like Shatner would be the only other guy I would have thought to get. No, the thing is that he actually looks like. Fucking like like actually like they actually look alike. That's the crazy part. Like, yeah, they both have the they both yeah. have that jaw. They got that square head with the Mitt Romney yeah. on shit. Yeah, exactly. So it actually, they, they fit the like they fit the casting perfectly. I mean, that's that was brilliant. Poor Pablo, man. Poor poor Pablo. <laughs> I'm happy he was able to come back though. So I was so bummed out because we got episode eight, and then they waited because of the holiday to to come out with nine and ten. So like you're just left like as Pablo really gutted, or what the <laughs> hell, you know? <laughs> and that was cruel, stars, man. That was really cruel. Uh, I love that show. That's, that's, oh, dude, that's it, one of the that's one it, of the greatest shows awful. ever on, ever made. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you on that, man. I'm, a, I'm actually. Every, I, that's, it's also a great show because it's surprising that it's even that it even was made. That's the other thing about it, you know, like. It, <laughs> Just... No, and you're not even kidding because for years, I mean, for the, at least a decade, they were trying to get an Evil Dead uh, movie with Ash in it again, and they, they couldn't get it done for some reason. Bruce Campbell just uh, was either busy or maybe he was drunk. I don't know what the hell was going on with him, but they just never got another one made. And then they had that shitty reboot that fucking was terrible. And uh, they were like, well, what are we going to do now? And, it, and then all of a sudden, this series just pops out of nowhere with Bruce Campbell in it. It's like... Yeah. What happened? What, what can you just do another movie with Bruce Campbell originally? Why, why, why do we have to sit through a, a two-hour reboot, you know, for nothing, like or an hour and forty minutes, or whatever that shit was? It's a real shitty movie. Yeah, and then the sad thing is, is like I Bruce Campbell's redeemed the series and stuff, and he keeps talking about like, oh, we could we could tie that crappy movie in with the show. I'm like, please don't. Please yeah, don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't need that bad acting little girl to show up on this show. I like the girls that are on the show. The chick that plays Kelly is probably one of my favorite characters in American horror ever. She is just cute, badass, hilarious. I mean, like, I don't need anybody else. Just keep Kelly and and Zena. Zena is pretty good on the show too. 
Yeah, whatever her real name is, Lucy Lawless. I know, I know and he's Pablo, like, yeah. Pablo, you got to keep Pablo in there. Pablo's the shit. <laughs> you know where he's maybe, from? Maybe right? I could be he, like the guy. With the... <clears throat> you know where that you know that where, actor who plays Pablo? You know, you know where he's originally from, right? Um, Puerto Rico. No, no, not nationally. I'm talking about his nationality. Oh. Uh, no, I'm talking about like what originally like he was uh, first known for, like the first project or movie. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever seen him before. He was in one of the Meet the Fuckers uh, sequels. I think it was probably the, the second one, uh, where uh, Ben Stiller supposedly is, he uh, had hooked up with uh, the, um, I guess the uh, maid of his parents, and they had a kid, apparently or allegedly, so they thought they had had a kid, and this kid looked just like him. Go back now and try to look at him and try to, and look at Ben Stiller. You're going to see similarities in the way they look. And in the, on the movie, Meet the Fuckers, I mean, it was dude. He looked identical. He looked like a Spanish version of Ben Stiller. I mean, it was funny as shit. That was actually the funniest gag in the entire movie. Was him maybe is Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller's illegitimate kid. I can see that actually. I don't even have to yeah. like go back and see the clips in the film. Just seeing him smile, I can see that the yeah. Yeah, like with with a haircut, funny. with a proper haircut. He's, and stuff. he's like yeah. a Puerto, he's like a Puerto Rican Ben Stiller. <laughs> well, hope well. Hopefully, he doesn't get deported. <laughs> well, he's Puerto Rican, not Mexican. He's good. Yeah, Puerto Ricans are uh, um, they're a territory of America, so they have they can come over mm-hmm. a lot easier than other Spanish countries. Well, okay. Well, they're always they're always trying to get get the vote to become a fifty first state and stuff. They're basically a state. Yeah, that won't happen for at least eight years. Mm. Yeah, but you know they keep turning what? down the uh, the every time they vote what? for it, they're like they keep turning it down. <laughs> Puerto Rico's like, no, well, no, no, we don't want to be a state. Pay, they don't. They're gonna have to pay more taxes. They're, they're smart to not do it. They, they <laughs> They're like, we, we want other benefits of being part of the United States, but we don't want to pay you no more taxes. No, no, no. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We don't want Big Brother no in our business. <laughs> We're not talking about that stuff. There's other shows where that can be brought up. Right, this speaking is of other shows, speaking of other shows, guys, guys, guys. We're a couple episodes in already to 24 Legacy. What do you guys think of uh, the new 24 and the new hero on 24, the new Jack Bauer type of hero? I, Carter, I still need Adrian to check Carter. it out. Daryl explained to me that, because I, I only seen the first season of the original show, but Daryl explained to me that this is its own thing, so I, I still need to start watching it. But well, I like it's to leave its, own, it's its own thing. It's its own thing, but it's in uh, it's in the twenty four universe. It's kind of a soft reboot slash sequel kind of a thing because it does it is in continuity with the original twenty four. So uh-huh. it's it's a sequel series essentially. But but I could jump into watching this without having to go back and watch seasons two through six. Oh, absolutely, or whatever. absolutely. So far, yeah, yeah, because I mean they're not dealing with Jack Bauer, the main character from the original series, uh, but uh, they are going to reference him, and uh, they're only going to bring in like Tony Almeida, 
I heard that, I heard that at some point it's possible that you might even have Jack in there. There might be like a rescue situation where they actually have not in, uh, not in this season. In maybe show. in the future, but it won't be anytime this season. I mean, they're, they're, uh, unless they're keeping it so tight lipped that you know. Yeah, because they surprised. because for because it was it was pretty tight lipped for a while that Tony Almeida was going to be in it, and then they and you know and then that kind of came out shortly after the you know after the first trailer for the show. You know, it's who's Tony Almeida? Was that was that Eric Balfour, the hacker kid? No, no. Uh, Tony Almeida was uh, no. another member of uh, Carlos of, uh, CTU. Yeah, Carlos Bernard plays him. No, but he was a, he's a main member of CTU, and uh, he had. I mean, his story is crazy. Right? We couldn't even like you know go into it. Right, right. His his story spans yeah. seasons. But he, yeah. but he's, so Eric Balfour. But he's Balfour's a he's a, not on the show. But he's a badass character. Like it's funny because they could have really just, uh, without Jack Bauer, they could have just made the whole show about Tony Almeida and have him be the main focus or the main you know hero, and it wouldn't have skipped a beat because his character is like as badass in many ways as Jack Bauer was. Remember his main story arc. Was he well, the first well, what's, what's holding him? But what's holding them back though is t- Tony's current current status as a character. Right now he's right. a villain, so they have to so yeah, they have but, to redeem him first. And right. then after he's been redeemed, then maybe you might be able to have something like that in the future. He, it's it's interesting though. I you now did you see the short that they did setting up Tony Almeida Twenty Four Solitary? Have, did you I see have that? not seen that. No, I have not seen that yet. Oh, you de- you got to check it out, man. You got to check it out because it's totally it ties directly in with how what Tony's been up to and everything. You know, because he's been in in prison, so it right, right. it ties ties directly. In. Yeah, definitely watch. Solitary. Yeah, we'll check that out. Now, so Eric Carter. Eric Carter is a cool character. I, I will say that Corey Hawkins is a. He's done, he did a good job. In at least the two episodes that I saw as uh, the main character, Eric Carter. But I mean, he's no Jack Bauer. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, it's he's got big shoes to fill if he wants to. If he wants to uh, surpass J, uh, Jack Bauer, I don't think you can do that because Jack Bauer is so iconic. But. I mean, he's a good character in his own right, and probably for this for this particular run, he'll do good. Who knows? Yeah. He was starting off okay, so we'll see. No, yeah, he was good. I'm not saying he wasn't good, but I mean, it's funny because you, you watch the episode and you're like, okay, when is Jack going to show up and do something? Like, right? You're waiting for Jack <laughs> to show up, so I'm kind of hoping that they that you know Jack pops up in it at some point because it's just like you need to have well, him in there, especially if it's tied what? in, tied directly into it. You know, What's his status on the show? Is he like is he like missing like Mulder or is he Russian, supposed to be the dead Russians or like have. the Russians have? Okay. So he's missing like Mulder. I gotcha. He's not missing like Mulder. The Russians have him. It's a fact. Well, the aliens have Mulder. The Russians so took him at the end of the last. What was he? Yeah, remember the whole thing with Mulder and the aliens was it was assumed the aliens took him, but then now we also uh, realize in the uh, the miniseries that just passed that there was no gov- there was no aliens. They really even took him. Those government uh, they probably took him because the government's really been doing uh, the whole alien abduction stuff. Uh, so there's a good chance that he was there actually with any aliens, but actually with government officials being captive and brainwashed and doing all the shit they were doing to him. So we really don't know what happened to Mulder. But with with uh, Jack Barrow, we know for a fact the Russians took him because that's part of the uh, cliffhanger at the end of the last season, where the Russians take him for all the stuff that he had done to them uh, in seasons past, where he's you know done things. Uh, which were a little bit on the edge, let's just say, uh, to get the, the mission that he had to accomplish, accomplished. And uh, some Russians were pissed. I don't want to give out anything away because you really should watch every season of 24. It's really that good. 
So, watch them. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it to the most part. I thought, I thought some of the afternoon episodes, especially with the daughter and the drug dealers, should have been cut out. Personally, I thought that 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 kind of got ridiculous. Oh but, no, the first season um, was good, but it gets. The first season was good, but if you don't keep watching, you're missing out because it gets better every season. Each like, season gets a, each yeah. season gets a little better. Like season yeah. two, season two kind of slipped a little bit, but it but it really picks up and, and gets good. And and like you, I mean, if you and then you become a fan because you get locked in. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it's I, something never... you should it's something you should binge watch. Basically, yes. Yeah. I never I, I didn't quit watching it because of any like reason for not liking it i just my old man like when i went to move with uh, moved in to live with him for work he just had season one you know and, like i watched it and then like by the time like and then it was already on season four on tv so and i just didn't get caught up and i i mean to i just you know now's a good time i guess i might as well just jump into it because you guys got me into super um not supernatural smallville which i still got to thank you guys a lot for so haven't really stirred me too wrong oh yet, by, the, uh, by the way you'll you'll appreciate this you remember in Smallville they had a girl named Chloe? I love who was, Chloe, yeah. She's my yeah remember, remember Chloe? She was like uh, Clark's best friend. She always helped him out with all like the cases that he was working on. Yeah, the, like, chick you know, that, the, the chick that Clark should have totally been banging the whole time right. he was waiting for Lonnie. Well, on on 24, there's also a, a blonde chick named Chloe who's uh, the, Jack Bauer's best friend and is always like hooking him up with like everything he needs computer-wise. She's like the, his eyes and ears on the ground while he's like doing all the heroic stuff. Yep. So there's, like, a, there's, nope. a parallel, there's a parallel right there, named, a girl named Chloe. Cool. Now, the one in Smallville yeah. is a lot cuter, though. Yeah, definitely. Whatever happened to that girl, man? I ain't seen her nothing since then. Is she just, like, living fat off her Smallville money or what? I guess. I mean... Yeah. I ain't seen her since, man. She just did eight seasons what? and went happy no, ass did, 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 did ten seasons of that show. Yeah, but she was only in up to eight. Like after that, she kind of bounced. Remember? No, nah, no, nah, she was in every season. Every time she was all the way to the end. It was the uh, it, it was uh, Christian Crook who uh, bounced after eight seasons. The girl who played Lana Lang. I thought I thought Chloe bounced after Green Arrow broke up with her. I need to rewatch it again. It's been a while since I went through. I thought that I thought Chloe eventually kind of left towards the end of the show too. But you could no. There's a few right. episodes. There's a few episodes that she wasn't on because they weren't focusing on her as much. But uh, she was still part of that season. She was in a bunch of the episodes. Remember yeah. that show? Last there was like 24 episodes per season. So. Yeah. Which was which was good because there was like really no filler episodes until the last one last season with the crappy ass blue kryptonite crazy people town like that was the only episode of the entire series that like I completely hated so like that that that's saying something for a DC show right there yeah <sighs> what yeah, the hell are you know, doing uh, wrong CW yeah uh, well you know what do you want to start. <laughs> Bringing Supergirl over for fucking CBS and then keeping it going. Jesus, what were they thinking? And then like they still haven't brought Constantine back. It's like it was a, it was a fans loved it. It was critically okay. It just um, what are the NBC didn't know how to handle the show. Why why couldn't they just bring Constantine over and start his damn show on the CW? I mean like it would have. I yeah, I'm so pissed about that still. But at least we got Matt Ryan in the really awesome Justice League Dark movie. You guys have seen that, right? 
Yeah, not yet, no. Yeah. But is I haven't it, watched is it, it yet. But Constantine, at least, is, he's going to be that same, you know, actor's going to play the same Constantine part of I mean, in the, the CW's other properties, right? Like, he's the same actor playing the same playing Constantine. Yeah, he, he, he's, popped, he's, he's popped he's up in Arrow, up, yeah. and I think he's... And he's he was on Legends of Bad Acting a couple times, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he 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 should have his own show. <laughs> his show is good, and but even if they just put him on Supernatural, I'd be happy for fuck's sake, you know, to tell you the Legends, truth. Legends of Bad Acting, that's that's pretty good actually. <laughs> well, well, it's true. Everybody besides the old guy that plays one half of Firestorm. He is the only person that even pretends to give a damn about his performance on that show. Everybody else just – I wish I could say they could fo- they were phoning it in, but they're kind of just texting it in, you know what I mean? Like just bad acting yeah, it's, it's all the way bad. around in that It's show. pretty bad when the second best actor on the show is Brandon Routh, and he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Brandon Routh. Well, at least he's got a paying gig. I'm so excited with it because <laughs> I was looking forward to it. But um, you guys should check it out. Justice League Dark is amazing. Like, it's got some of the best action set pieces I've seen in a DC animated film. It's more action-packed than most of the Justice League movies are. The fights with Dr. Destiny between, like, Swamp Thing and the uh, Tragen the Demon are just brilliant. And then the way they used Batman was classic because I was kind of pissed that they they shoved him in the film in the first place, but he's basically kind of like this fish out of water that really can't do much because he doesn't have any magical powers. So he, he's kind of a comedic element to it. it. It's really fun what they did with him in the movie. So I think you guys would get a kick out of it. It's really, really a cool little DC animated film. All right. Well, I'll put that in my bucket list, like I said. I'll check that out later. Actually, you know, you know, a movie I saw that it's not comic book related at all, but I actually saw this afternoon, and that was pretty damn good. No, no guess. The founder. Yes, the founder. Up the other day. I haven't yeah, that's seen that yet. Yes, that's actually yeah, the pretty founder. good. Yeah. Damn, I can't believe you actually got that one. Well, because I, I, I got it the other day, too, and I, I checked it out, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I mean, like, it makes me kind of not want to eat McDonald's so much because, like, like Michael well, Keaton is, such a... is awesome in that movie. Dude, he was funny <laughs> as evil like, yeah, usual. He was, he was an evil prick, but he was funny as hell. Uh, but, he, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's another one that he should get an Oscar nomination for easily. I mean, he was great in that movie. He really was. It's funny yeah. you actually nailed it. That is the movie, actually. No kidding, guys. I actually saw this afternoon, and I was, you know, blown away by how much I enjoyed it. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it all that much. It's a movie about McDonald's. Yeah, that's like what that I was thinking. Right? When Keaton Keaton won his Oscar for Birdman, and he turned around and was like, "I want to do the movie about the guy that made McDonald's." I was just kind of like, "The fuck? What, what are you, M Night Shyamalan? You're just going to sabotage your career when you're coming back? Who are you, Ronda Rousey?" But then I saw the trailer, and I'm like, huh, that looks pretty okay. Well, he and didn't then, win like, the Oscar. He got nominated uh, for Birdman. Okay, well, I thought he won it, but he probably... I don't know. I don't pay attention to the fucking Oscars anyways. But I know that, like, he he followed up, like, an award-lauded um, yeah. performance with being like, oh, I want to play the guy that invented McDonald's. And I'm just like, what? And like, it made jokes. Like, I was hoping that Leonardo DiCaprio would play Colonel Sanders. You know, that was, like, one of my favorite internet memes after <laughs> Keaton said that, but... Watching the film, like I, I, I think that he probably deserves an award for this one too. I mean, I love, I love the art direction. They really nailed the period pieces that they were going for with it. The way he dressed, the way they talked, the cars. I mean, just the look of the film. And then, um, yeah, he was, he was 
evil, schemy, just just a ah, terrible person, but you were just entertained watching him be that way. I mean, it was yep. it's kind of it's kind of says a lot about us, but I mean, still the same. I mean, like he did it. He's he's back. I mean, like there was a while where I was kind of iffy about Keaton and his roles, but the dude is the dude is totally totally brought his career back around, in my opinion. What, like, what I loved about that. What I loved about that movie, though, was it was such a throwback to, like, old films. And, you know, again, yeah, it's a period piece, and then maybe because of that. But even the way, like, stylistically, the way it was shot and the way it was edited together, it really had that old throwback feel to it. Um, it was just it was a great movie. I mean, has that been nominated? I haven't checked the uh, nominations, but that has it, does that have any Oscar nominations at all? Oh, man, the only thing I cared to look at... And it's because it was mentioned in a meme is that Suicide Squad's up for best costume and makeup. That's about the only Oscar I know that's that, that that's thing that I know that's nominated at all. I don't pay attention to the to the soup the Super Bowl of movies. <laughs> but if it's not if it's not, then I have more respect for the film because it's too good to be just given a trivial reward. I mean, it's it's great on its own. You know what I mean? And like, if it's not, then it'll be a cult phenomenon, which I would. I'd actually rather have the film be than like some kind of like ooh Sean Penn cried at the end of that this movie so it proves that it's good you know type of Oscar crap you usually get. Um, I'm looking. I just googled here um, the founder Oscar. And there's a bunch of like articles uh, talking about how uh, could the founder be uh, the movie that helps Michael Keaton finally win an Oscar. And this is back from just this past month. So it says here, Michael Keaton's career has been on a roller coaster ride of epic proportions. An A-lister in the 1980s and 90s, the actor settled into mostly supporting roles throughout the 2000s. However, he has seen a tremendous career resurgence in the past few years with lead roles in back-to-back Best Picture Oscar winners, Birdman, and in Spotlight. Now for his next project, Keaton will breathe life into the tale of Ray Kroc, the man who turned McDonald's into a juggernaut in his today here is and, uh, and what it is today, and uh, here is what we think the founder could actually earn Michael Keaton's first Academy Award for Best Actor. Yeah, I think uh, there's a good chance to win Best Actor for this thing. I mean, uh, again, he he pulled off an awesome performance in this movie. He, he a, doesn't get raped by a bear in it. That's yeah. what you need to do to well, get an Oscar. Too. That's Leo. That's the problem. There's yeah. no bear rape. But yeah. but he has something America uh, America loves hamburgers. The Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Them damn McDonald's fries, they're addicting. That those golden arches, man. They're calling people. Vote for I us. still I still wanna I still wanna see Leonardo DiCaprio play the Colonel. I think he would be amazing. He already looks like him with that mustache dude. Like Actually Leonardo like DiCaprio Leonardo I saw a photo of him and Jack Nicholson. They're looking a lot a lot alike these two and uh I don't know. If they need to recast yeah, the joke, I know. Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, DiCaprio seems to be getting shorter and chubbier the older he gets. I think that I think that he's actually closer to playing the Penguin these days than the Joker. But that's why you want to get him now before he gets too short and too chubby. That just sounds like a bad <laughs> yeah. spoof right there from like a Vin Diesel movie. The too short, too short. Too short. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like, yeah, spoof starring Kevin James and and Adam Sandler, like trying to make fun of um, Fast and Furious, the too short and too chubbies. Ah, <laughs> uh, it sounds like a bad porn movie too. Two shorts and two chubbies. <laughs> uh, 
And that reminds me of something Alex said in the Cali Guy chat the other day. He was talking about that movie Get Out. He was asking Daryl if he was going to do a review, but like the way he wrote it, he said, are you going to do a review on Get Out when it comes to out? And I'm like, that sounds Ooh. like a creepy-ass bondage porn right there, man. Get Out when it comes out. <laughs> Get Out when it comes out. Uh, out over her face. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by the director of Suck My Cock or I'll Kill You. Yep. And uh, yes, they are the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, Wait, man, <laughs> they've 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 taken a long fall after Jupiter ascending, and you can see why. Like Jupiter oh, ascending. My goodness. my goodness. Speaking of uh, but, big fall offs, uh, let's go over the top ten list here. Of the box office results for the weekend are in as uh, box office mojo gets uh, rolling. We actually had a very strong weekend this week at the box office, guys. Uh, the number one movie uh, of the uh, weekend crossed fifty million for the first time this year. Of course, the year's still young, so we have uh, a lot to go still. But uh, what movie was that? Right, we'll get to it in a second. Fifty First off, Shades number Darker. ten. Let's do it again. We started ten, guys. Hold on. Number ten, the space between us, which I never even seen. Yeah, I don't. I never even heard of that. Never huh? heard of that movie. Either. It's, it's between all of us, I guess, because we've never seen it. Gary Oldman's in it, though. So no, no takers. Space between us. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up after the show. Well, there you go. Number nine, the movie The Lion. Huh? No? No, nobody? Lion, I never, I never seen it, but I've heard that it's a decent movie. I don't know. Well, that brought in, uh, four million. Space Between us brought in a million seven. Uh, number eight, La La Land brought in five million, exactly five million to the dollar, which is kind of crazy. Uh, that movie's made a, a crap load of money, considering it's, it's a musical, too, so. It's, it's pretty neat. I mean, I, I liked it okay. It, it's a very yeah. pretty movie. It's 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 sappy. It's, it's Oscar. It's got it's Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone and the musical. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, about Hollywood seven. and trying to make it. Yeah, it's 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 pandering. Yeah. So it's like a musical. So it's like a remake of the producers. I, I don't no. Know. No. No, not at all. This is a, he. He basically is a musician, and she wants to be an actress, and he sells out so he can and stops playing the, his jazz and becomes like a poppy guy. And it, it's it is what it is. It's nothing like the producers, though. The producers was at least funny, and we had springtime for Hitler out of it, you know. So anyway, moving on. Number seven on the list: Rings, which is the uh, threequel <laughs> to uh, Ring and Ring Two. Now we got Rings. The second worst horror. Second worst horror movie I've seen this year, next to Bye Bye Man. So yeah, that that just my question is: Did it. we need another Ring sequel? I mean, is this something that America was absolutely for? America was clamoring for? It. <laughs> <laughs> it's been what? Japan, how, long, how long has been since the last Rings movie came out? It's like it's like uh, a decade. It's like the scary movie franchise. It's they it's, were it's, still it's selling. Cheated. They were still they were still selling VHS tapes when the last Ring movie came out. Jack. Oh my that, goodness! That should answer your wow. question. Wow. Jesus Christ, man! I mean, do we need? No, we don't need another Rings movie. Well, That's the thing why is, is, well, Japan came out with the spoof kind of movie where they had the monster from the ring fight the monster from the grudge, and it, it, it's goofy, it's spoofy, and it kind of makes fun of both franchises. So I guess that's Hollywood's thing. Um, cue to be like, oh, we need to make another one of those, and it's like, no, you don't. Like, just do what Japan did and make fun of it. Well, it came out number seven this week with five billion 
5.8 million actually. Uh, number six on the uh, box office results is A Dog's Purpose with 7.3 million. I've never heard of that movie, Dog's Purpose. Um, never have. Is that like Who's an, that? is that like an American remake of Amora's Pero or something? Dennis Quaid is in it though. Anybody is it animated? I have no idea. Like a, like that movie, A Dog's Life or whatever, what it's called. The truth um, about, the truth about, about pet, pets or whatever it was called last year. Right, the Secret Life of Pets. Zoo, I, don't think, I don't think so. Zoo, zoophobia or Zootopia, Zootopia or whatever. Zootopia was a great movie, man. Like that was one of the best. No, movies it was, but I'm, but I'm saying, is this is this a, is this one of those? I don't it's think like it's, I don't think it's animated. Probably. No, I don't I don't think it's animated. I think it's like live action, but with maybe animation on the mouth of the dogs so they talk or something. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, oh boy, some like, crazy shit like like that. Air Bud or something. Like Air Bud. Like, like we yeah, need another like Air too. Hey, we need, a, we need Air another Bud Air Bud. We do need another Airbud. <laughs> next, right next to Rings 3. Airbud Trilogy, y'all. That's what we need. We need a reboot of Airbud. That's what we need. <laughs> reboot. <laughs> Airbud right. to the extreme. Yeah, baby. <laughs> now that's here. Uh, number five on the list this week, uh, Hidden Figures came in with exactly $8 million. Yeah. You seen it? Yep. Fantastic. Uh, what is it about? Because I haven't seen it. Um. Uh, the first African American female astronaut team. Oh, very nice. Like cool runnings, but with astronauts. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's based on fact. It's historical fact. It's not. It's not. That is a cool fuck, running. That is a racist fucked up joke, man. <laughs> cool runnings. Oh my god, you mentioned cool running. That's that's awesome. Wow. Hello. <laughs> wow, new lows, man! You just reached new lows. That's just <laughs> cool runnings. Ah, <laughs> uh, moving on. Split came in at number four this week with nine million. Let's check number one. Should be number one. Well, it was one, it was number one last week for like what four Best weeks in a row? Best movie of the year so far, I think. Wow. Oh no! Good, huh? No no. But Bye Bye Man coming out this year? Are you kidding me? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, probably... the, the movie that I'm most excited about uh, that's come out uh, this uh, year so far, uh, and at least for the first quarter that I was the most excited about, came out this weekend. It's uh, the number three on the box office this weekend. John Wick Chapter 2 uh, broke in with $30 million this weekend, uh, which is a pretty good uh, intake compared uh, to what the original one made its first week. Uh, but it's, uh, came in at number three, which it's a little bit, uh, you know, disappointing. I thought it would do a lot better considering all the buzz that it, that it had coming in. Uh, but John Wick chapter two opened up at number three with $30 million. Thoughts? It's an action sequel. And I think a lot, I think a lot of people were, um, a lot of people I know were waiting for word of mouth, which has all been very positive. So I think it's going to have a very strong second week because action sequels, people don't usually rush right out to see them, even if they are like, sequels to really good movies like John Wick 1, so, but I think it'll have a strong second week, because the word of mouth has just been so positive about it. Everybody I know that's seen it just said that it's it's the perfect sequel to the first film. It's not as good as part two, part one, people say, but it's a damn good sequel. Actually, I've heard a, lot, a few people saying that it's as good as the first one, but not better. Which, that's, uh, that's what comp. I meant to say, yeah. The, that's, that's all I wanted. Wow. Yeah, as long as it's as yeah. good as the first one, I'm good. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, yeah you can't 
you can't go wrong loving the original John Wick. That movie's yeah. fantastic. So for this for this sequel to be getting the kind of praise it's getting, that's good news. Mm-hmm. Now it opened up. Not, so it, I, mean, I think it, it'll it'll have a strong second week. I mean, I hope so. I mean, it didn't bomb or anything. It opened up with thirty million. I think the box office uh, production budget on this thing uh, was it, what about fifty million or something like that. Uh, so it has to gross at least a hundred million worldwide for it to break even. Uh, so I think it'll get there. I think even domestically it'll probably end up somewhere around uh, maybe eighty million, ninety million around there. Uh, the foreign gross should push it well over that. So it, you know, there's already a talk. Uh, there's talk of uh, John Wick three possibly being in the works, uh, if not already being in the works. Uh, and, if, and there's been so much positive buzz on this thing. Like I said, I'm surprised it opened up as low as it did, considering all the positive buzz that it's been getting. So I'm dying to go see it. I'm probably going to go uh, sometime during this weekend uh, and watch it. So, uh, it, I mean, the trailer looked fantastic. The trailer looked, uh, yeah. you know, looked really, really good. It did uh, foreign numbers. It went too, you know, great either, but it opened up in a very limited, you know, section so far. I uh, brought in about 10 million in the foreign market, so uh, 40 million overall on uh, the weekend. It it costs 40 million to make, so it needs another 40 million to break even. If you guys know how box office uh, works, uh, it needs to double its budget for it to uh, break even. So it's uh, it's almost there, it's halfway there, halfway after one week. So it's not too bad. Uh, number two this week, Fifty Shades Darker came in with 46 million. And what's the what's the third one going to be? Fifty Shades Bolder. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't understand. I don't understand it, but this movie, it's crazy. It made a hundred million in the foreign market, forty-six million here domestically. It's for a hundred and forty-six million in this first week. For Fifty Shades Dark. People, people like the spanky, spanky shit, man. I mean, like, go on a porn site and, like, look at it, man. It's it's full of it, like, there and, like. And yet people are giving Trump shit over a couple of things he said 11 years ago. I, I don't get it. Hey, no talking about <laughs> that shit. Ouch. I don't get it. Anyway, number one uh, at the box See, office He needs to weekend. make 50 shades of orange. That's what he needs to do. He needs to make 50 shades of orange, and, and then he'll be redeemed, I guess, if he makes a campy-ass fucking BDSM romance movie about himself. like That's what he needs to do to redeem himself. I'll write him an email. Orange, huh? Let him- there you go. Now, number one this week at the box office, the Lego Batman movie brought in $55.6 million. So, Lego Batman was number one this week in one way or the other. And it's also the biggest... That's awesome. It's also the biggest critical success that the DCEU has had since <laughs> Nolan left. Getting wow. a completely fresh score on Rotten Tomatoes and yep. IMDb and Metacritic. I mean, it, it, I think it's at ninety percent. So I mean, like, it's 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 actually hysterical that Will Arnett in a Lego movie is outdoing the Batfleck. Because Will Arnett is Batman. Yeah, he does the voice really well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm Batman. Yeah, he's he's got that he's got that gruff voice. Anyways, you know what I mean? Fucking Job. Yeah, he doesn't, need a, he, doesn't need a, he doesn't need a voice box uh, converter like some actors. <clears throat> ben Affleck. Feel your bleed. Yeah, man. Like, fucking guy sounds like he smokes too much, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, it, it, it's Ned. funny because uh, he uh, even said that he couldn't change his voice, I guess, naturally, like uh, Bale did. So they had a... Uh, you know, they did it in post. You know, he just read, you know, did his lines normally, and then in post, they went and made it uh, sound like it was robotic. And the whole idea was that the suit had a, a thing installed in it that would make his voice sound robotic when he speaks. 
And I'm like, that is the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. You, you tell me you can't just fucking make your voice sound a little gruff when you're talking to you me. Can't like, you like can't growl like hell did. Can't growl like I'm Batman. Even Val Kilmer did that shit. Even Charlie Never. Cox as Daredevil can do that shit, and he's like a little short Dude. fucking Irish. Uh, Even we're Welsh talking about person, sandwiches. You know I mean? Val Kilmer's Batman did that shit. I mean, what can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? I'll get drive through. I mean, really? Yeah, and you told me that Ben Affleck couldn't do it. That's why Ben Affleck did it. Ben Affleck did it when didn't Ben Affleck kind of do it when he was when he played Daredevil? Didn't he kind of have that? No, he kind of just no. talked normally, and but then like there was a scene at the end where like he was all breathless and he was talking to Kingpin, and he sounded like a fat kid playing basketball. You can't tell it to people I loved. Why? And it's like I don't know. I guess you could kind of say that was like Batman's voice if Batman ever got kicked in the balls. I mean, <laughs> why do like, you suck at Batman <laughs> and Daredevil, and you were not the bomb in Phantoms, yo? Oh well, man, Affleck really has had ha, Affleck has had some great films. If he would have played Batman like Obanion from um from Dazed and Confused, like that would have been the best Batman ever. Like, Batman had a paddle and he was like running around spanking freshman supervillains, like that would have been so awesome. Actually, you know, I saw him recently in The Accountant, and actually that wasn't too bad. Yeah, no, that movie shouldn't have got as much yeah. hate as it did. It wasn't as awful. I mean, like, it was a lot better than last year's Jason Bourne, which is probably the fucking worst spy movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, The Accountant was at least believable and entertaining. Well, the best part about it is he, he spoke very little in the movie, so there's very little chance of him giving a bad performance. He was very kind of like... Oh. Oh, even you yourself think he's a serviceable actor. No, he is. He in is. certain roles, he does well, and that's one of them. He does well when he doesn't have to speak much. That's yeah. <laughs> Just stand like, there and, like and look heroic. It's like, it's like Scarlett Johansson. Okay, Johnny, so talk. you're so you're excited for Ghost in the Shell, then? Definitely. Oh, you're on board man, for I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna reach. I'm gonna reach through my microphone and dude, slap you right now. Dude, Don't even. Dude, the creator, that. the creator of Ghost in the Shell himself got on board for this movie, Johnny. I mean, Shiro Masamuni. Read his last comic book. He praised he praised Scarlett Johansson and everything, dude. I mean, I don't know. Of course, he doesn't know that she's a bad actress. He doesn't fucking know what she's saying. He just likes her butt. Everybody does. Come on. Okay. I will say this much, Johnny. I'll say this much. I don't think she's a bad actress, and I love her butt. But I don't think she's a bad actress. I think she's uh, going to do a good job in Ghost in the Shell. Has, I, mean, I, I have full line idea. delivery, man. I, I have no issues with her acting in anything I've seen her with before. So I, she's easy on the eyes. Let's be honest. Her and the Ghost in the Shell. Pleasant. I, I've got to look at. I've gone ahead and let her go. I've gone ahead and let her go in Ghost in the Shell. I, that's not my point of contention. Actually, when the first when the big trailer came out, I was actually digging it for a couple seconds. You know, like the fight in the water. I was like, oh, that looks like the anime. That's cool. And then Bato showed up. And when I saw that fucking joke of a Bato. I was that. That was my last straw. I, like I, I cannot. So that's what drew the like, line they, for you was Bato. Yeah, Mister Bato is probably my favorite character. They don't even try to show Togusa or any of the other cool small characters. But Mister Bato, they couldn't even have gotten a decent actor. They get the guy that played her boyfriend at the beginning of Lucy and put shit robot eyes on him. They couldn't even have gotten Chris Hemsworth or somebody like big and intimidating to fucking play Bato, which he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a huge ass, like scary 
Cyborg Man. It's you're supposed to be a fan too, Zod. I can't believe you're like endorsing that shit. Come on, oh, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just telling you what was said. I don't. He got. He jumped on board. I'm just saying. I mean, Cheryl so you, Simone, so you I, don't want to. You don't want to see it just just for the just for the visuals. Then I'm gonna go see it. I never said that I was, and I'm just not excited <laughs> for it, and I, I'm not expecting to like it. Oh, okay. Well, I was just wondering. There's a little tiny piece of me that's hoping that there's like some kind of a pleasant surprise in it for me, but it's a small dwindling hope with each new clip that comes out. And what can I say, man? Like I'm perfectly fine with the with the animated movie, and I will be for the rest of my life. The animated movie or movies and the series and yeah, there's it's it's a big franchise. Oh, and let's not forget, Netflix is doing Death Note. It's coming out sometime this year. Uh-huh. The one thing that I'm that's got me a little twisted about that is it says they did the same thing with, um, that they did with Supergirl, and they got like this really kind of hip and um, like tough looking African American person to play um, L in it, which is weird because L is supposed to be like a little weak, kind of creepy looking guy. Awkward. Why do they get awkward? Yeah. Why do they keep getting these like affluent? cool-looking people to play these people that are supposed to be awkward and creepy. I have no problem. Because that nobody's going to sit there and watch someone who looks awkward and weird. You know, they just they're not going to do it. People, you know, well, for the most part, they're, people like seeing creepy man. people on TV. That's what it is. Well, they, they basically, they could have got some Ezra Miller-looking motherfucker to play L, and it would have been perfect. Because Ezra, Ezra Miller would have been good for Ezra Miller would have been good for L, actually. Yeah, better they could have gotten him. Bitches love looking at this creepy little freak, so. Better than Flash, anyway. <laughs> that, 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 I, I wasn't saying that, like, like Johnny Depp in, when he was younger could have probably played Ellie. You know, like, they, they didn't have to get somebody yeah, early, yeah, but he's definitely. supposed to be, like, especially, awkward. He, like, especially after Edward Scissorhands, like, he could have played Al for sure, and it would have made perfect. If Tim Burton were doing it, he'd be playing Al. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He'd be playing everybody in the movie, man. Yeah. Come on. If Tim Burton in the movie, like it'd be Crispin Glover and Johnny Depp as everybody. Crispin Glover as Crispin Glover as Light <laughs> and Al would be Johnny Depp and then you'd have uh you'd have his wife as uh The crazy chick that was that had a Shinigami too, I forget yeah, her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then of course you they'd get uh They'd get Jack Nicholson to play the Shinigami. They'd get him out of retirement. Oh, they get Tim. They'd get Tim Curry to play Ryu. That's who I, I thought, oh, I thought they go. would have got anyway. There you go. Although I don't mind the fact that they got uh, Willem Dafoe no, to play Ryu. I think that's Willem pretty Dafoe good. Playing, yeah, he's he's one of the main things that I'm excited for because like Ryu is my favorite character. Like if he wasn't in that show, I probably wouldn't have finished watching it. I loved when Light was getting caught at the end, and he just sat there like ha. I'm <laughs> laughing at him like, I'm not going to help you. You're fucked, buddy. I'm like, dude, the, such a great character, man. And yeah, you know, that actually, speaking of Jack Nicholson, you know, he's actually going to start his first movie in nearly a decade. He needs money that badly? No, 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 no. He, no he's turned down, like, you know, a lot of roles, actually, over the last decade. I thought he retired. He, he was retired. But somebody brought him a script for a remake to the Oscar-nominated Tony Edel- Edmund, Erdman movie. I don't know what the hell that is, Tony Erdman. And um, apparently he liked the script so much that he he said, I'll do this one. Huh. Wow. Good. Yeah. Well, because nobody wants to have anger management as their last film, Zod. I mean, come on. Do you blame him? 
Yeah, then there's that again. Now, now this is uh, Jack Nicholson, <laughs> who hasn't appeared in a feature film since 2010, will star as an English language remake, or will star in an English uh, language remake of the Oscar-nominated Tony Erdman. Uh, so told, uh, sources told Variety Pictures, uh, Paramount Pictures has acquired the uh, remake rights to the acclaimed German film with Nicholson attached to play the title character, opposing Christian Wig, who will play his daughter. Paramount had no comment so far, but Nicholson last appeared in his important role in 2010, uh, 2010's James O. Brooks helmed romantic comedy How Do You Know? Um, but his last starring role was in 2007's The Bucket List before that, so. It wasn't anger management. So that's the last yeah. thing I remember. Yeah. That's the last thing I remember seeing him in. But talking about goofy remakes, Jackal, how do you feel about Diego Luna as Scarface being directed by the Coen Brothers? Are you excited yeah. about that? That's a movie that does not need to be made. Along a lot of movies that don't need to be made in Hollywood. Uh, at least they got a good actor though. I, I like Diego Luna. I think he's a, a really a fantastic actor. So um, yeah, his name. Yeah, but look, when, when they say remake, just because, it, yeah, hold on, hold on, but they're saying it's a remake just uh, on the terms that it's kind of like similar in storyline to the uh, one in the in the 80s, uh, but I don't think his name in the movie is going to be Tony Montana, um, obviously he's not a Cuban, this is a Mexican cartel type of thing, uh, you know, so it's yeah. going to be kind of different in a lot of other ways. Why but he's going to be Scarface, Scarface? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, why call it Scarface? But the Brian De Palma... The Brian De Palma um, Al Pacino movie was a remake of a, um, Al Capone story. So right, the 1930s. Correct. Which again, he wasn't called Tony Montana on that either. Capone, no. So. <laughs> no, so. And so it's basically just reimagining um, Al Capone again in, in, yeah. in a modern setting, from what I understand, right? Pretty much. And Guys, Diego Luna. We, we got to wrap it up. We have. Uh, Actually, we have uh, the Rich Giordano show coming up here in a couple minutes uh, on the network. So we got to like, get Hi. going. Uh, this has been fun. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We haven't been on the air in a long, long time. Hopefully, uh, we're back uh, before the end of the year and do another episode on the Roundtable show. Movie geek stuff uh, on the weekends. Uh, guys, uh, this has been fun. Like I said, uh, we'll catch you guys uh, hopefully uh, in the very near future. Stick around for the Rich Giordano show right here on PSN Radio. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace.